Welcome to the She's Electric podcast. I'm Pia, a passionate food consultant who is learning how to build my business while raising my young family. And I'm Kaya, dedicated business coach and enthusiastic yogi. It's our mission to help working mothers redefine the way they work and reimagine what is possible. We aim to be raw and real about the challenges and highlights we experience on our journeys of motherhood, business and life and hope that by sharing what we've learned, we can help you too. So today's episode is a classic catch-up episode where we get into what's been going on for us, what are our highs, what are our lows, and what have we learned this week. How's your week been? I have had actually what I was expecting to be a really tough week has been a really lovely week. Um, so my husband went away. He was in San Francisco for work and he decided to stay on a few days with a few friends. So he was gone for the full week or eight days. And so I had a week where I was taking on two brand new clients and I was going to be running um, ideation sessions with them. So they're very intense all day meetings. And then I was trying to do that while solo parenting. So I was I was really excited. So quite a week for you. Quite a week, you know, exactly. Just to normal week in the life of a, a busy working mother. But I um at the start of the week, we were talking and you have this saying that you always say, which is like, just ease and flow. How can you bring ease and flow? So I started this week with that intention of Pia, like it's not, go- the house is not going to run as well as you're used to. It's, you know, you just need to let some things drop. And I was like, the theme of this week, Pia, <laughs> is ease and flow right so I it, I was lucky the weather has been incredible so every night I'd collect Enzo from crash and then I would just throw him outside in his like barefoot in his shorts running around the garden and I would say to him Enzo will we have a picnic <laughs> and so we had a little picnic outside every night um, and I kind of just let the routine fall a little bit he went to bed a little bit later. So I collected him from fresh a little bit later, you know, and I was like, you know, if he doesn't get to bed at exactly seven, it's okay. Um, and also because Stephen wasn't around, it meant that my evenings were just my own. So in fairness, I I were I did work in the evenings, but I didn't feel guilty doing that. I felt like, you know, my day could kind of, it, there was just no routine in my day. I did a little bit of my the prep around the house during the day. And then in the evening, I had this really nice space just to work. So um, it ended up being this really, really incredible week. And I spent a lot of time, even though I was starting with new clients, I actually spent a huge amount of time developing my methodology around how I'm getting results with my clients. So there was a lot of client work, but also working on my business, creating the frameworks, creating the structures. Um, and so that was that felt really, really good because you and I are, as you know, we're both on this journey for trying to bring in experts, trying to stop doing working in our business and stop doing everything ourselves, which is literally what has held me back over the last three years in my business. I have been marketing, sales, accounting, um, absolutely every single role. And so 
this week, I have agreed to start working with a woman who is going to help me bring my business online, um, which usually what I do is my pattern is I'll do another course. <laughs> I'll do another training. I'll do all those things, but I'll do then everything myself. And so I have been on this journey of letting go. And it's like that intention of ease and flow, ease and flow. It's like, what would feel what would feel like a good use of my time? What would feel like a good use of the money within my business? So um, doing another course, and, and I was tossing up whether I would do another course, as you know, and I decided against it in the end. And I decided to work with this woman instead. And the moment I made that decision, I felt like a weight had been lifted off. So because, good. Oh, it was so good. And it's because I have a deadline on when I want to finish up. And I do want to start, you know, I, I was talking to a virtual assistant company there the other day. And then I'm talking to this woman, uh, Chiara, and it's just I'm, I'm starting to move transition into that energy where I am not doing everything myself. And I'm starting to bring in the experts who will help me grow this bigger. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. Bigger and brighter. Yeah. And not do it myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so what about your week? How how did you get on? I feel like mine has been almost the opposite of what you're saying. So I am getting ready for my husband and my son go on holiday tomorrow for two weeks. Wow. Uh, just the two of them. Um, and as you know, we are going to a work conference in Tallinn for mm -hmm. a week. And then I'm home alone next week. Um and so I've kind of had this funny week where I think that I have, I've really noticed there's a narrative in my head where I'm being quite tough on myself. And as you were mentioning, we have both been focusing on moving out of working in our business mm -hmm. and working mm -hmm. on our business. And for me, what that looks like is doing the things that move the needle. So it's moving away from splashing around yep. creating you know so creating content on social media all of these things that take a lot of time and actually doing things that are really important but not urgent yeah so getting laser focused on my messaging going back to you know who's my ideal client um and really looking at what the operating procedures are for every aspect of my business and what I've noticed is that and a big part of that for me is learning so when I flap around splashing in the shallow end creating content and you know spending hours reviewing my LinkedIn profile it's ridiculous I am <laughs> I mean it's god how many times can you look We've at all the, same, there. the same page <laughs> um what I notice is that I'm busy so I yeah. feel busy and I'm yeah. ticking all of these things off my to-do list. And as I shift into working on my business, the work is, it's more difficult, right? Mm. And there is, there's not this kind of tick, tick, tick sensation happening because I'm working on things that are bigger. Mm. So I really am noticing that there is a shift in my narrative where I'm feeling that I, 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 I'm having these urges all the time to go and get busy yeah, and, yeah. you know, do emails. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's very interesting to watch how much 
Like I want to distract myself from doing this work that's more important yeah. and that I've got to be so intentional. I literally need to like journal in the morning to remind myself why I'm doing what I'm doing and why it's important mm. um, and have these kind of affirmations for me to look at because I'm trying to break a pattern here. And the pattern is about being busy not yeah. about being you know productive so that's been very interesting for me to look at and what I've also noticed is that as I'm not getting that kind of hit from ticking things off as many things off I'm also kind of creating a narrative for myself that I'm a failure and yeah. that as I'm as I'm getting more important things done I'm not getting things done which are measurable like yeah. social media content so you know creating a certain creating a certain measurable output when I know that I haven't done that it's like I'm telling myself I'm a failure so I have had um a very interesting week observing those narratives coming up in my mind and observing you know these patterns of usual tendencies trying to pull me back um and I think the thing that I've kind of been missing in all of this is this underlying emotion of the fact that my son and my husband are going to be gone tomorrow as yeah. if like that's not affecting the way that I feel yeah yeah and I, I said to my husband earlier today I said I feel depleted and he was like <laughs> you said it to me earlier in the week you know mm, in fact yeah. maybe it was this morning it's like there is anxiety and there is this kind of worry and this guilt I think yeah. is really speaking truth to it mm-hmm. that I'm pretending like doesn't exist as you know it's like I know it's happening but I'm not yeah. acknowledging and being compassionate to myself um you know what the emotions might be yeah 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 and it's not taking time to register that yes you are going to miss your husband and your son and that is like two weeks away from your two-year-old is a huge deal I don't care yeah. what anybody says and it's it's taking a moment to acknowledge that and be kind to yourself and sit in that and feel it as opposed to this idea of just getting busy again Mm. you know filling our days with this useless stuff and I really because I think you brought up such an interesting point which is this idea of being busy versus being productive and I feel that is the number one thing that held me back in my business for two and a half years literally when I was struggling to make 1500 a month for two and a half years you know like I literally I wasn't even I was paying myself below minimum wage for so long because I was all I was doing these these surface level tasks and I was doing one thing and then changing and then doing another thing and then changing and then there was no consistency around what I was doing and I I really do feel that I I did that in the working world as well I would go in and instead of having a plan as to how my week I wanted my week to go I would start answering emails and then I'd get into firefighting mode and then I would be doing a lot of work that was other people's to-do lists so people would you know they'd send you an email and they say I need to have this done can you fill this out and then I'd end up getting their work done but on my own Um, and that's why going back to and you know I was such a skeptic around journaling for so long because it just didn't come naturally to me but I don't think these skills come naturally to anybody. I think they are something that you have to cultivate. But the journaling and the writing in the morning is the single best way for me to stay on track around my goals. Absolutely. And you know what? You've touched on two really like the main point that I want to draw out for the audience there is that like being busy is easy. 
It, it is. It's, and it's comfortable. It's very comfortable. Most people will spend their life being busy. And if you want to be average and you want an average life, then keep being busy. Yeah. But if you want to do something different, then do something that most people are not willing to do. And that's stop being busy mm. and start being like focusing on impact yeah. because you have a ba- you, you when you're too busy, you're not having an impact to have mm. an impact. You need to have space and you need to be, you know, laser focused on doing mm. things that move the needle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like this week was a really, really good example for, for me with this because I had I recruited two new clients. I onboarded them and I could have spent a lot of time doing client work that was specifically targeted and tailored to them. But instead, I spent the bulk of my time developing the methodology around how I was going to stage my first meet. I never had that before, which is crazy that I've had a business for as long as I've had and I've never had a formula. But it meant that I was reinventing the wheel all the time. The last three and a half years, I've never had a system where I I had a formula that I would go in and I would take the client on the exact same journey. Obviously, what comes out of that system is different every time. But the, the framework that you put them through is the same. And what I have found this week, it's been incredibly um, eye opening for me that Working on the framework took time and that was tough. And that was that required a lot of um, a lot of kind of uh, it's trying to put something into a framework. I found that quite difficult. It didn't come naturally. Yet when I did it, the second client meeting was, I, I'd say, 80 percent easier to plan for because I already had the system. So the point I'm trying to make is especially for, for women who are trying to juggle their working lives and their their families and their relationship and prior and their friendships and all these things that we're trying to prioritize. You cannot be constantly busy. You have to have these structures in place because they actually give you freedom in your life. Amen. Um, so that is the, the like we're all just learning by doing. And that has been the biggest, the, the biggest lesson for me this week. Amazing. So I'm hearing what you've learned this week. What have been your highs and what have been your lows? What has been my high and what has been my low um my highs were definitely so I I as you know I'm working with an alliance of consultants in this country and so I hosted my first two ideation sessions with clients that I was leading so usually I've gone in with another consultant but this time I I've taken this woman on in my business um and I'm training her up. So I was the one leading the, the session. And so I had to keep the momentum going. I had to get over the, the client's uh, objections, all these things that happen. And it was, it, it, I went in there feeling like, you know, I didn't have the safety net. And it's so much easier going in there with a more senior consultant and, and having that safety net. So I felt very, I felt in, excited going in but I felt empowered leaving because I was like that actually went really really well but it only went well thank you it only went well because I had the structure I had the frameworks and I was able to start you know I had the right questions prepped through these different models that I was going to stimulate conversation you know with the client and get them thinking um so I I yeah I left those sessions feeling very very proud and seeing that the the hunch that I have about the food industry and about connecting with 
food producers that that they are correct and they are resonating with people and they are getting results so that was definitely my high yay you that's so cool well done <laughs> uh my low I mean I didn't really have a massive low I like I just I suppose I had some periods of, of low energy because it was all on me um and I spent a lot of time kind of I suppose I spent too much time like fussing around the house going the place is a mess I need to clean it so I spent my evenings like doing all the chores around the house so I'd finish work at like 9 30 and then I I do laundry and all this stuff and stuff that just actually didn't need to happen um once again it was like staying busy and that was fine during the week but I found especially with because what am I now five and a bit months pregnant by the time I got to Sunday I was exhausted like really really exhausted and I actually I let that build up as opposed to taking my rest in the evening um, and I you know and I said I'm going to go to bed at 9 30 every single night this night and I didn't I went to bed at 11 11 30 so I just went to bed too late so that was it's just a little it's a reminder and it's my little kick up the ass to be like Pia you know, if you want to operate at this level, you need to take time for rest. So funny, isn't it? That like the low, you've unbusied yourself in your work context. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like the next place to get unbusy is my home life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what about you? What was your high? I think that my high this week was that on one of the days at the weekend, we went around to see our neighbours and mm-hmm. it was quite spontaneous. I thought we were only going to be around there for about an hour and a half. And we were there for four or five hours. They were all drinking. My husband was drinking. They were so drunk and I had so much fun. And I think it was just, it was so lovely to have this kind of spontaneous night where I felt really relaxed and I felt fun and people were entertaining me and I was laughing a lot. And I, I, you know, I didn't need to drink and I, I just, enjoyed laughing and Mm. I think that it it was a high because it was people who I'm not super super close with but I think that there was I was thinking about it afterwards why we'd had such a good time and I think for me it was about the fact that we have alignment in our values and we Mm. had really interesting conversations it wasn't super serious but we were talking about you know it wasn't just gossip which you know just is so tedious I can't bear when people just sit around talking about other people um so it was just it was nice to to spend time with different people and to spend time with a couple who they're quite similar to my husband and I they've traveled a lot they have a 15 year age gap um and the husband actually is totally self-made has some really interesting businesses and so it was just cool to be in an environment where we were talking about business and talking about not work all the time but just talking about ideas about the world about you know money investing your money about how to spend your time so I think that was my high my low was that on Saturday um after kind of having quite a late night on Friday and not having a lot of sleep I had like a full meltdown uh me and my heart husband got into a bit of an argument and Mm. I mean I was literally crying in the street turned it around because even though there was a full meltdown I actually it comes back to what I was talking to to you about at the beginning of the episode I really noticed that I had this victim 
voice in my head that was really focused on, you know, everything that I'd done, why I was such a victim, you know, like judging him. And actually what was happening in the situation was I was depleted and he was depleted. And the day before he he's been doing loads of DIY this week. And so he had been really tired the day before and I had been able to, you know, pick up the slack. But after a night of, you know, only having five hours sleep, I was also depleted and I couldn't pick up the slack and I was trying to do it. I could see that he was depleted. And that's where the victim mindset was coming in is I was Mm. being a people pleaser. I was saying, you know, I need to do everything because he's depleted. And again, it's this kind of total like rejection of how I'm feeling and what my energy levels are. Um, And actually probably tied into what have I learned this week? When we, I reached out to him after we'd had this argument and stormed away from each other in the street, I called him and, you know, we came back and I just cried for like three minutes and let him give me a hug. And the point is, is that I needed to cry. I had those emotions to to let out. I was feeling really emotional and tearful. And what I wanted was for him to just like hold the space for me. Mm. And I was instead, I was you know, running around like Little Miss Perfect, not telling him how I felt, not telling him what I needed, and then just being resentful and starting moving into being basically a bitch because, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's why the argument happened was because I I'm doing all of this, I'm picking up the load, but I'm I'm doing it with resentment, yeah, um, yeah, and then I'm kind of poking him and being quite rude, um, yeah, and actually when I when I kind of cried and let it all out it's this acceptance of the fact that I don't need to get I feel that's how I feel and I don't need to get caught up in I'm crying because of something you've done to me like I'm crying because I'm crying and I need to release that emotion um but that was very interesting for me to really tune into what was happening in my mind what was I saying to myself and just labeling it because a lot of the things that I was saying to myself weren't true you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and actually I was creating suffering for myself. Um, and I guess what I'm beginning to notice is that there is a real pattern of, I mean, it's, it's pretty abusive the way that I treat myself. I have mm-hmm. like a real, it's like zero tolerance for like energy dips. I'm so yeah. hard on myself. And even with the situation with my husband and my son going away tomorrow, it's like, there's a pattern of zero compassion. Yeah. For it's yourself. Like, right. Zero yeah, compassion yeah. for myself. Yeah. Um, so I think that as I was reviewing last, like yesterday, I didn't do my planning. I actually didn't work this weekend, which is quite unusual for me. Um, on Sunday, I just lay down and like read magazines and had nice food. Mm. Obviously, it was it was um a family day anyway but I think Mm -hmm. that that was that was because I was I was building on that learning which was that I'm depleted I need to ask like if I ask for what I need my husband will happily give it to me if I don't tell him how he can support me he won't know how he can support me Um, so I think tapping into that it's also about like telling myself how can I support myself because Mm -hmm. again it's like I've really noticed that I've got this feeling of I'm feeling like I'm a failure because I'm not doing all of these tick box exercises. Yeah. And actually, because I'm, I'm tired. 
Right, but actually, because I'm not busy. But actually, yeah, when I looked yeah. back this morning when I was doing my planning and I was looking at what I achieved last week, it's ridiculous. It's it's yeah. like I did get a lot of stuff done. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. as busy as usual, and I should mm-hmm. be celebrating that. Exactly, that's the goal. That's what we want. This is such an interesting thing that you bring up because we all do it. We all start, you know, when we get into an argument with our, especially the people that we love the most. It's like we expect them to be mind readers and we say, oh, we're going to do everything. I'm doing it all for them, you know, (laughs) but then it's like you treat them like a total bitch, (laughs) you know, and you get so annoyed at them. And it's like you're not doing the the things with with any kind of love or grace or anything. It's like martyrdom. it's, It's total martyrdom, which doesn't help anybody. Um, and it was just it was such a, a cool thing for you to do where you acknowledge how you were feeling and acknowledge that actually what you needed was a hook, you know, and you both couldn't contribute to the relationship fully at that point. So it's like it doesn't mean that somebody has to be right and somebody has to be wrong. And so often in relationships, we go into the the, the blame game and it becomes about winning as opposed to, OK, what is it that we want to achieve here? We have to get the baby out of bed. We have to get the house, you know, whatever all these things are that weigh on us. It's like, that's the objective, not who's right. Exactly. And it's so funny because, you know, the other piece of context is that in three weeks time, I'm leaving my house for a minimum Mm. of two years. You know, like we've, we've, we're renting our house in London and we're moving. And I feel like there's, again, this like rejection that I've got all of this change happening in my life Mm. and this expectation on myself that I'm going to maintain the level of kind of productivity and output at work. And it's it's like I that's where that journaling piece comes in, is that I need to set that intention every single day to myself that for this month, my focus is packing up my house and making this transition and this acceptance that I cannot do everything, you know? No, no. And if I'm not operating at my usual output level at work, I'm not a failure because actually my focus this month is yeah. packing up my house. Yeah, yeah. And it's then that's why the journaling is so important to remind yourself of that every day. And having come out of the week that I've just come out of, that that intention of Pia, ease and flow, ease and flow, was so helpful because it reminded me all the time through this quick little prompt that yes, the house wasn't going to be clean. Yes, dinners weren't going to be made. It was going to be me throwing stuff together for myself and Enzo. Um, I wasn't going to get as much work done in work, you know, because I was trying to juggle everything. And once I gave myself that permission, it's like I didn't have that, you know, that mental chatter telling me that I was a failure. Absolutely. So encouraging all of our audience after listening to today's episode to be a little bit kinder to those around you and a little bit kinder to yourself thank you so much for listening everybody we'll add something else in there thank you so much for joining us if anything we talked about today resonated and you know a woman who needs to hear this too please send her the episode and help us keep the movement going because women helping women only makes us stronger To stay up to date on our latest episodes and the guests joining us, follow the She's Electric podcast on LinkedIn and Instagram. The music is Teenage Songbird by Forte, used with permission from the artist. We hope to see you again soon.